good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. great day. So last week, Reverend James talked about how, you know, we always get these opportunities to learn, learn from our experiences. And one of the things, he's, when he was talking about it, he was talking about how, how things come back around, right? Or like something's happening. And, he, and what he said was, he's saying, we go, what is this? I didn't do nothing. And then he said, and that's wise, because you didn't do nothing. I had to go back and look that up. Anyway, I'm going to talk about why we don't do that nothing and about why we often don't take action when we would really like to and how we can change that. Now, one of the reasons we don't act is what we call procrastination. And we procrastinate for two reasons. Well, really, there's only one reason, and that reason is fear. But it comes in a couple of different areas. One of the areas is, is we don't know how to do something, or we don't think that our solution won't work. You know, it's just like, I don't know what to do, so I won't do anything. And the other one is, we don't think it's okay for us to do that thing, whatever it is. Now, the first one might not seem so difficult to work through, because all you have to do is ask for help, or ask someone else to do the thing, right? Except, Number two sets in, and it's not okay to ask for help. Because, well, why? Many of us believe that we need to have permission to even ask for help. I know a lot of people who say, I just, it's so hard for me to ask for help. And we're trained from childhood that we need permission to do things. Don Miguel Ruiz calls that process of socializing a child domestication. And some people don't really like that word, but honestly, it's very accurate. You know, it's necessary to teach a new person how to live and, to get and navigate the society until which they're born. That process puts a lot of other ideas in our subconscious as well. And one of those is self-doubt. We don't start out that way. We think we can do anything. Climb over the kitty gate. Experiment on how many toys you can flush down the toilet. <laughs> Run top speed anywhere. You know, babies and toddlers don't ask for permission. They just do stuff. And those of you who've raised kids really know that. You know, and then we tell them not to do it. Now, sometimes, of course, that's for their safety. And sometimes it's simply because we were told not to do it. Or we were taught to ask for permission. May I have a cookie? May I go swimming? May I get a notebook to write a story? May I do this? May I do that? 
New people beings are great experimenters, but somewhere along the way, that energy gets dampened down, and in many cases, it gets submerged. You know, every, every family has different rules. One might allow snacks before dinner, and another one doesn't. One lets their teenagers sleep until noon, while another one, you know, has them up at dawn doing chores or doing family things. And the result of that one is, the, is that the, a person who works long hours each week and they're not able to allow themselves to just chill out on a Saturday. It wouldn't be a Sunday because you need to be here, but <laughs> not able to, cheer, to chill out. You know, they weren't allowed to do that as a child and they somehow need permission to take that time out. And they look around and there's no one to give permission so they just press on. We're so trained to look to the outer for validation and permission that we don't even realize it most of the time. You know, in my journey, I have become very aware of how we all seek permission. And that's probably because I talk to so many people who are working on themselves and trying to move forward. And I often see it in myself, and we'll come back to that part in a minute. But one, our, our need for permission is legitimate. We hear no from the time we emerge in this world. And when we're really young, we don't have the capacity to question that. Or when we do question it, there could be some unpleasant consequences. And as teenagers, we start to push back. But by then, so much has already been installed in our subconscious that our limited limitation network is well established. Limitation network. We all have one. And I call it a network because all of our thoughts are connected, both our limiting ones and our expansive and positive ones. You don't need to do something, you need to do something, but you don't know how. That connects to the idea that it's not okay to ask for help, and that, then that connects to the idea that it's, it sets it up not doing anything, which sets up the feeling of failure. It's a network. If you feel limited financially, you feel limited in where you can go and what you can do and how you do certain things. And one thing leads to another. And that is why in New Thought there is so much emphasis in becoming aware of your beliefs and thoughts. Because one thing always leads to another. All of our thoughts are one big connected network. And I kind of think of the brain with all of the neurons and all of those wonderful things in there, or just an org chart. You know, and if you move thing, one thing on an org chart, the whole thing goes screwy. Of course, the cool part is that since, the, the, since it is a network and everything is connected, making just that one change in your perspective can make a huge change in your life. Okay, so from everything I've said so far, it sounds like our, net, our limitation network is designed by other people. And to a certain degree, it is true. It sort of gets in place, puts in place that way. But at some point, each one of us takes over for our original programmers, and we continue setting up our own limitations. We perpetuate what we started with. And one of the ways that that happens is, say we're uncomfortable with something. We make ourselves comfortable by putting up barriers, creating a limitation. But we don't do it because somebody else told us to. Not at this point. And then there's other times when limiting ideas are thrown at us and we don't, we don't respond that way, we don't buy it. Because for whatever reason, we're not uncomfortable and don't create a barrier. 
In the first instance, when we set a barrier, a limitation, whatever's happening is okay. In the second, it was, and it was fine. Meaning that in your subconscious, somewhere, somehow, gave you permission that that thing was allowable. It was allowed. If you take a look at the things you rebelled against, you know, consider the times you simply did it your own way in spite of the guidance being sent your way. And then you ask yourself why you said, no, I got this. Was it was because you were too uncomfortable to push back or did, and didn't feel strong enough to compete on your own, to be competent to strike out on your own, or did you simply give yourself permission to do what you wanted? Did you override pro whatever programming you had about that situation and say, this is okay for me to do? I can't tell you how many times I have heard someone say, I just need to give myself permission to do this. Now, I go through this a lot. When I first started as an assistant minister, well, actually, before I even had the title, I thought I had to be a certain, come up here and be a certain way on the platform. And it's taken a long time for me to give myself permission to come up here and just be me. And frankly, I'm still working on that. Because when I was a lot younger, the me that is really in here wasn't really acceptable. <laughs> I wasn't the lady I was supposed to be. And while writing this lesson, I realized that I gave a talk in September of 2021, so that's like almost two years ago, using some of the same material. And I thought, well, I can't do that. I can't repeat that. And then I had this insane moment where I thought I'd call Reverend James and ask if it was okay to reuse material. <laughs> and I was like, really, Deborah? You're going to call the man who gives the same ending to his Easter talk every single year and asks permission to reuse some words? <laughs> and then I heard him laughing in my head. I did not make that call. <laughs> you know, and it, it seems like, so I gotta tell you, every time I do a talk, the, the topic just stares me right in the face. I was like, okay, and I love that. But why did I think I needed anyone's permission for any part of this lesson or any other talk that I give? And I, so I got to really look at that. And my um, original premise here was that our real permission comes from God, the one source, the force. Okay. That idea fleshed itself out in that exercise about repeating something I had done before. Because ladies and gentlemen, the idea to reuse that material came directly from inspiration from spirit. A few days before, I was just minding my own business, and it just came into my mind to incorporate the limitation network in this lesson. And after my hilarious mental gymnastics, it was very clear to me that I had permission because, well, God told me to do it. So there. <laughs> Seriously, though, the more I thought about how we get so tied up about what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to be, the more I realize that, and the fact, and it is a fact, that we are holy beings inhabiting a holy body, and that means we automatically have permission to be who we are. Yes. Exactly who we are. 
Now think about it. When you feel inspired, the impulse moves you forward, and you don't even really wonder if it's okay to rearrange the furniture or paint a picture or write a poem or wash the dishes later than now. I mean, I know people who can get, like, got to do it now. Give yourself permission to let them sit for five minutes. It's when we start to think about things that we engage that self-doubt that was installed so long ago. And if you're making a big decision, say a move to a different city or to go back to school as a seasoned adult, that definitely calls for some practical consideration. But do you need permission from anyone else to do what you want to do? Not if you know that deep within, that is the right thing for you. When I was 52, I decided that since I would be single for the rest of my life, I should go back to school and then find myself a real job. And some people thought it was a daring move, but I knew it was exactly the right thing. The fact that I chose a liberal arts major, liberal arts major in creative writing and poetry sort of defeated that original plan. <laughs> but I was following intuition the impulse of spirit, and so I gave myself permission to go after a completely impractical course of study and came upon one of the best advisor, teacher, mentors on this planet. It was an amazing two years, and I had a blast, and in the last semester, I met my husband. After that, I went on and to take a Master of Fine Arts in Poetry. If we're going to be impractical, let's just do it. Now, though, I use everything that I learned in those, in those two degrees every single day. And I often wonder how many other people get that much out of their education that I did and that I continue to. Now, it's easy to get into this, just follow your heart. Now, there's a, there's a good part to that, but you know how that can just kind of get kind of tried after a while. Oh, just follow your heart. What we're talking about here is calling for full awareness, awareness that you are listening to the inner voice to spirit itself. And we live in this culture that says, be practical. Some of our younger generations are pushing back on this a little bit and taking a little less traditional jobs. But you know, schools still fight to maintain art and music programs. Writing's not taught as an art anymore. If it's not practical, but it doesn't matter how old you are or the stage of your life, we all have something we would love to do or see or have and perhaps have denied ourselves simply because our inner parent is saying, no, you do not have permission to do that. Keep in mind that we all need to feel validated, seen and heard by other people. That's absolutely legitimate. We need that sense of belonging. But when we operate solely from that outer energy, we give up ourselves. We find ourselves asking permission to live our lives, worry about what is okay. Remember that the inner parent is not you, and it is certainly not God. Our true cues come from spirit if we but listen and watch. The mere fact that we were born not only means we have permission to be here, but it is our job to become the highest and best person that we can be. And that means listening and allowing. Your intuition is spirit speaking to you and through you. 
That is your permission, and that is all you need. The God impulse is your permission. Not only is it your permission to do what you feel called to do, it is your key to dismantling that limitation network. If our thoughts are all one network, whatever we plug into it affects the whole. And if you replace even one limitation with a permission, you change everything. Now, that might not, it might be really dramatic, and it also might be very subtle. But once you give yourself permission, or more correctly, accept that you have the all clear, your experiences in life will change. When you are doing that thing that you finally allowed yourself to do, the sense of freedom and joy is amazing. And I tell you that from experience. When you are in that consciousness, you are in tune with the infinite. You are working with the infinite to co-create you, the best version of you, and, the, and whatever you came here to offer the world. And so, I come here today to proclaim to all of you that through spirit, permission to be you is granted. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center